Hey gang, this is Trent Chattaker, chiropractor and advocate for chiropractors who locate, analyze, and facilitate the correction of vertebral subluxation for the better expression of the body's innate intelligence. Welcome to today's tick, where each week we study a chiropractic principle, question, or chiropractor to help you acquire today's philosophy, science, and art of chiropractic. Thank you for investing your time with us as a student of chiropractic. Now let the class begin. D.D. Palmer wrote the following in his 1904 journal titled The Chiropractor. In my practice of the first 10 years, under which name Magnetic, I treated nerves, followed and relieved them of inflammation. I made many good cures, as many are doing today under a similar method. My constant thoughts were that there was a difference in the person affected and the one not so. I was fully aware that I was treating effects. What was the cause of those ailments was what I desired to learn. I had progressed far enough to learn in what region the cause of any described symptoms were. There must be a turning point. It was so with chiropractic. But it took years to discover and develop that which I named chiropractic, which means hand fixing. A chiropractor is one who adjusts or repairs with his hands. 95% of all deranged nerves are made by subluxation of vertebrae, which pinch nerves in some of the 1 of 51 joint articulations of the spinal column. Therefore, to relieve the pressure upon these nerves means to restore normal action, hence normal functions, perfect health. In today's tick, we're going to grow in our understanding on the history of vertebral subluxation. And as you listen, make sure you share us with your friends, classmates, and colleagues, and feel free to tag us at today's tick. Now let the class begin. So in the mid-1880s, D.D. Palmer was practicing magnetic healing with an investigation into the health and well-being with a different set of lens. His perspective was on understanding the why and how to the way the body worked and what wasn't working properly when one person was dysfunctional and a second person with similar living conditions was functional. He was looking further into that which you couldn't see with the naked eye. He was looking for the difference between two people with similar living conditions, one with the lack of health and well-being and the other with manifestations of a lack of wholeness. His quest led him from a magnetic healer into the discovery of chiropractic with the conceptualization of vertebral subluxation. Simon Sensen states in his Palmer Chiropractic Green Books The Definite Guide the following. In his advertising as a magnetic healer, D.D. Palmer described some of his methods. He would locate an area of the body related to the symptom, usually associated with an organ system, Then we would direct his personal energies through his hands in an effort to break up the congestion around the diseased organs. According to Palmer and several testimonials from other magnetic healers, 
His methods were an innovation. D.D. Palmer's magnetic healing practices produced the framework for his conceptualization of vertebral subluxation. His first theory in regards to why people suffer from a lack of well-being was there was a root cause of inflammation producing interference to normal function. His first theory on inflammation being involved with dysfunction was not new to health. Hippocrates, the father of medicine, was using terms like edema as early as the 5th century BC. Inflammation was known in the healing arts, but what wasn't being investigated was a viewpoint that well-being and the deviation away from normal was an inside-out process. D.D. Palmer's viewpoint in his early writings was looking at health and well-being as a paradigm on a scale of wholeness and a deviation away from wholeness towards dis-ease first and then disease second. His original theory leading up to the discovery of vertebral subluxation demonstrated the attention to detail and physiology that he held and his ability to use logical reasoning when looking at cause and effect relationships within the human framework. D.D. Palmer's years of serving people through magnetism with a background in spiritualism, vitalism, and naturalism gave clarification to his original theory that areas within the body, usually an organ system, were not functioning properly due to inflammation. This clarity brought him to focus on neurology and the role the nerve system plays in well-being. With D.D. Palmer's original theory involving inflammation being a contributory in the area of the body requiring healing, his search for the areas that were inflamed led him to the spine and the intervertebral foramen, or otherwise known as the IVF. The IVF is an opening or hole between two spinal vertebrae. The openings are present between every pair of the vertebrae and are where the root of the spinal nerves, veins, and arteries, and even the recurrent meningeal nerve are located. D.D. Palmer became focused on studying the neuroskeleton, is what he referred to it as, and how the IVF can be an area within the body that pinches or produces pressure on the surrounding tissues. This led him to the second theory that neurological system is intimately involved in the difference between wholeness and dysfunction. He took his first theory and refined it to his new discovery that vertebrae can become displaced, shifted from proper alignment, and contributing to inflammation on the neurological system. Didi's practice of magnetic healing for years and his experiences with that art and the conceptualization of vertebral subluxation led him to blend his past theory with his new theory on why the body produced a lack of well-being in one person and not the next. At this time, inflammation was viewed strictly in the lens of vascular and a new profession was being originated at the same time by Dr. Andrew Still 
and it was referred to, and it still is referred to, as osteopathy. Osteopathy and chiropractic theories were being developed almost at identical times, and then in order to differentiate the professional objectives, D.D. Palmer took his second theory about what contributes to a lack of well-being and made it strictly focused on the neurological system, which was different from osteopathy and the vascular system and inflammation that they were investigating. Documented in his 1904 journal titled The Chiropractor, the following article was written by Didi. Who discovered that the body is heated by nerves during health and disease? Documents of Didi Palmer's pursuit for understanding. Here's the following. Who discovered that the body is heated by nerves during health and disease? It will be of interest to the chiropractor reader to learn how Dr. D.D. Palmer discovered that the body is heat by nerves and not by blood. In the afternoon of July 1st, 1903, in Suite 15 of the Aiken Block, Santa Barbara, California, D.D. Palmer was holding a clinic. The patient was Roy Renwick of that city. There were present as students H.D. Renard, Ira Lucas, O.G. Smith, Minora Pexkin, A.B. Whitman, and M.A. Collier, and all told eight witnesses. The patient, A.R. Renwick, had the left hand, arm, shoulder, and upon the spine, intensely hot. Dr. Palmer drew the attention of the class to the excessive heat condition of the portion named, the balance being normal in temperature. He then gave an adjustment in the dorsal region which relieved the pinched nerve on the left side. Also, the excessive heat of the left upper limb. But he had thrown the vertebrae too far which had the effect of pinching the nerve on the right side and immediately caused the upper limb to be excessively hot. He asked the class, is the body heat by blood or by nerves? He then left them for two or three minutes, and he returned and asked them, Is the body heat by blood or by nerves? The class unanimously answered, Nerves. Thus was his new thought originated. So the discovery and conceptualization of vertebral subluxation was founded in theory that hard bones pinch on soft nerves in the IVF region of the spine, thus producing inflammation on the nerves, which leads to ill health or dysfunction. This process of forming a new concept, vertebral subluxation, was built around sound reasoning and clinical support from D.D. Palmer's practice and his art in his community. With his new discovery of vertebral subluxation, he changed his title from magnetic healer to chiropractor and defined the location, the philosophy, and art of locating, analyzing, and facilitating the correction of subluxation in the spinal column through adjustments as chiropractic. He postulated that vertebral subluxation produced physical interference on the neurological system, which causes dysfunction in the body. Thanks for joining us today on this episode. I love history. I love chiropractic history. And I look forward to the continued conversation on the next episode. There you have it. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risk associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.